Hello, everyone. It's a lovely Friday afternoon, 5 p.m., and that means it's time for Rush Hour. I'm Amukta. And I'm Nicole. Fun fact, the first time we recorded this show, it actually deleted, so we're recording it again now. So um, hopefully it has the same authenticity, and we hope you really like it. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to dive right in to make up for the lost time, so we're going to go to the latest updates on Hamas in Israel, which is a topic of conversation and controversy for a lot of people um, around the globe, really, and on Mercer Island as well, because we have a large Jewish community, um, larger than that, kind of the surrounding cities too, I think. Um, so there's a lot of like personal experiences going on. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna state the facts. Um, this is these are updates from around 11 p.m. last night. Um, Israel's military reported that it finished encirclement of Gaza City and that they have been attacking certain Hamas infrastructure, and that includes, like, headquarters and other buildings that um, Israel believes have association with the Hamas uh, organization. Um, Israel claims that they are minimizing civilian death after they started thousands of airstrikes on October 7th, so around a month um, before today, um, pretty close. But the Hamas-run health ministry claims that more than 9,000 people have been killed on the Gaza Strip since that day, October 7th. And Israel started their operations after Hamas killed more than 1,400 people in Israel and kidnapped 200 others. Yeah, so there seems to be lots of deaths on both sides. And obviously that that causes a lot of different opinions and, and views. There's so many different opinions on the situation. Um, I want to highlight one that comes from the U.S., and it's the fact that the turmoil in the Middle East is causing the biggest divide in decades in the Democratic Party in the U.S. So an increasing number of lawmakers and so many protesters have been calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Um which is demonstrating a shift in thinking and support for Israel. But only 18 House members have signed onto the resolution um, calling for the ceasefire in the war. And so the U.S. has supported Israel, just some background. They've supported Israel since the, the nation was created. But during the Cold War, the U.S. also started to support a number of Arab nations as well because you're going against the Soviets. Um, and now Israel and their prime minister have been right-wing leaning for the past 30 years. And so a recent poll found for the first time in over 20 years that Democrats sympathize more with Palestinians than the Israelis. So about half of Democrats um, have their sympathies with Palestinians compared to about 40% um, with Israelis. And polling shows that young Americans are more critical of Israel than the older generation as well. And I think that this is partly, I know that there's been, I know that in the past there was friction between Israel's Prime Minister Netanyahu and the Obama administration. And I think that just the fact that Israel is more right-leaning and the younger generation and Democrats are starting to be more like liberal and left leaning so i think that that definitely plays a part in it but yeah there's definitely a ton of views um over the situation and 
your political your political views like don't really determine it. I think we're seeing everybody has their own opinions, and yeah, we're seeing that with this with this party divide. Yeah, a lot of opinions right now, as I can see, are fluid, and um, since Israel, as Nicole said, had um, issues with the Democrat Party in the past, it would have been interesting to see how the Democratic like um, nominee would have responded to that, or like which. How how they would choose the nominee based off of controversy surrounding that, but right now, um, that's not the issue because Biden is already the representative for the Democratic Party in the election, the Democrat Party in the election. So I think where it's going to really affect is probably in the next GOP debate if they have one. I'm not really sure of the timeline yet with the Republican Party, and I'm not too sure about the like the right the far right opinion on, um, this war. So. But we'll, yeah, we'll it'll find definitely out. be interesting to see what all of these candidates have to say. And I think, I think that there's people who are more moderate on their views and um, see see both both points of view in a sense um, of both sides. But I also think that there's definitely people with very extreme views for for one side and um i do think that what these candidates have to say will determine um will determine a lot of a lot of voters decisions Mm -hmm. and so it'll be interesting to see the influence if we are able even if we are even able to calculate how this is influencing um election results i think that that would be really interesting to see yeah that's something that we can actually um talk about in the next couple of weeks so definitely tune in to some of our future shows so we can discuss more about yeah yeah that will be a good thing to see see where that goes and um see the influence of all of the um events that are happening but yeah that is all we have for our big news very much centered around israel and palestine today now we are Going into some speed news today, Amukta, do you want to start us off? I will. So after beating Sri Lanka by 302 runs, um, which is a lot, by the way, um, if you don't follow cricket, India has progressed to the semifinals of the Cricket World Cup. And that's semifinals is where like the bracket starts. So it's it's starting to get a little a little heated. Oh, that'll be exciting to watch. This piece of speed news is related to our last segment in the sense when we were talking about everybody's different views on um, the the conflict. Um, and it is that the hashtag Hitler was right has been posted over 20,000 times in the past 24 hours. Wow. So... Um, like we were saying, there's definitely some really extreme points of view. Um, obviously, Hitler caused the deaths, death of millions and millions of people. So to be siding with him um, and his genocide is a really, really interesting take. Yeah, I mean, you you can lean towards either side in like the conflict right now, but... In my opinion, siding or like supporting <laughs> death and supporting yeah murder and genocide is like that's it's, definitely like crossing the line. Yeah, there there should be a limit. Yeah, um, but kind of 
thing. Sorry, that was kind of dark. So we're <laughs> <laughs> now we're done with the conflict. We're going to move into this some different news. Yeah. Um, so the Beatles' very last song, Now and Then, which is 45 years in the making since the 1970s, um, first started by John Lennon, has finally been released. So it, they claim it's their very last song. So this is pretty historic because it, it's the Beatles. I know, yeah. I will be excited to listen to that. I'm also very excited <laughs> because the movie Elf is coming back to theaters this November and December for holiday screenings to celebrate its 20th anniversary. Oh my god. And I have never seen Elf in theaters, obviously. I was not born when it was in theaters. But I just feel like that would be the ultimate, like, I don't know. It would have such good vibes to go see Elf in theaters. And yeah, I'm definitely going to go watch that. I think with, like, the new um, trend of, like, themed movie watching... I, I can see people showing up in like pajamas, oh. blankets, festive stuff, hot cocoa. I think I think that's gonna be really fun. Wait, yeah, I've never been to like a holiday movie in theaters, but I feel like it would be so fun to mm-hmm. just get like holiday like fun pajamas and then just go and get hot cocoa. I don't know. Yeah, that would be so fun. It would be. All right, and then to end our day, we are going to do some speed or some good, good news. <laughs> good news to end the day. Okay, I have the first story. Ten-year-old Luke Mortimer is a quadruple amputee who lost all of his limbs while fighting the deadly bacterial infection meningococcal meningitis, which is not the piece of good news. Oh. Do not worry. Um, tomorrow, November 4th, he is partnering with Limpower and the BBC's Children in Need and is going to attempt to summit a 656-foot mountain to raise money for other children with, with disabilities. This is to return the favor to charities that have helped him during his, um, during his fight. And, yeah, so he is going to be hiking, it's, a very steep two-mile hike. Um, and I know that you can donate to um, the BBC's Children in Need and probably to Limp Power as well if you want to support. And he's 10 years old? And he's 10 years old, wow. yeah. Wow, that's really impressive. Yes. So be on the lookout for that. Uh-huh. Um, this next piece of news, it's not animal-related this time. Um a little disappointing, maybe slightly animal related, but okay. it's it's more strange <laughs> than good. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so you all know the tale of the Loch Ness monster. Um, and you might think it's a tale, but for a lot of people it's real. Um this weekend the largest monster hunt since nineteen seventy two is taking place in the UK's Scottish Highlands and it's calling for all researchers and monster hunters. They're gonna be using a lot of high technology like drones um, with infrared cameras and hydrophones to like sense movement in the water um, so it's a pretty serious hunt and applications for the in-person hunt are now closed because of the high rate of enthusiasm from participants but people are still welcome to join virtually through the Loch Ness Center. You know what I don't get about the Loch Ness Monster? This this tale was made hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I literally so, like two not two thousand yeah is it thousands of years ago? It's I don't something know. Something like 565 AD or something. Okay, so, like, so this has been around for thousands of years. What makes people think that 
this monster is going to survive 1.5 thousand years. You know what? That's a really good point. Like, even if it was real, it would be dead by now. So, <laughs> that that's, I don't know. That's oh, just what... This is because um that was, like, the first, like, written sighting of it, but... In the past, there have been, like, more records of sightings. Like, in the past, like, 20 years. Yeah, but still, like, I feel like there's no way it can survive that long. So, the sightings must... I don't know. You can have your opinions. You can you can, <laughs> you can, can watch this hunt through the Loch Ness Center if you want. No judgment. Those are just my my opinions. It's a really valid point. That actually, that actually makes me question a little bit, but... If there's one Loch Ness monster, who's who's to say there's not more? You know, like living under the Earth's crust or something. In the lava? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, there might be animals that can withstand those conditions. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see what we'll see what they find in this in this hunt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things going on this weekend. Um, for a lot of different people, we hope that you have, even if you don't have plans, we hope you have a great weekend. Um, that is all for Rush Hour today and enjoy your Friday night. We will be back next week is Veterans Day. So we are going to, um, skip next week, but we will be back and, um, we'll have some more news for you when we see you again. Um, Same time, same place, 5 to 6 p.m. And until then, you can keep listening to KMIH.